Hello and welcome back to the table. We have a very special roundtable for you today. Uh, probably a one of our most important roundtables yet. As uh, I'm going to cover, we're probably going to cover some uh, more serious topics here. Of course, joining us today is uh, most of our usual suspects. We have. Joe, what up? B, hey. and then James. Hey, and then of course yours truly, the person who can never decide who they are at the start of the podcast. Technically, you're joining us because we're all in the same room besides you, Corey. Yeah. That's true. You're I, outside. I had a bunch of stuff going on this week, including uh, changing jobs and such. Whoa, oh. again. Yeah, another one. But don't worry. This time it's a. It, this one's a good one. This one's a good one. And uh, oh no, I, I haven't covered it on High Cry yet. So I've been working at a dog hotel. <laughs> I'm going to another. I'm going to a dog daycare. However, this place, after a few months, is going to train me to be a dog groomer, of which has far more career potential than where I was at in my current position. So don't worry, guys. This one's an upward move. This one's an upward one. My sister's boyfriend's sister is a dog groomer at the Petco in Village Crossing, and she does pretty well. So, yeah. I thought you were talking about that job you got campaigning for Rick Santorum. What? I, I, I choose to keep this unpolitical. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, what's what's going on with the usual suspects? I, I just have two things I need to say. One, the window and door are open in the studio, and I have a mask on because Robbie is not here because he was feeling unwell. That, okay, to be fair, that guy gets sick like every other week. Okay, but... It's because he doesn't sleep enough. You guys work, or, I mean, live with him, so I just want to be safe. No, understand, To be just to be safe. Uh-huh. Things might not sound as they do usually, but we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're making it work as we speak, you know? I, st- I might have a vasectomy, but I still wear a condom while having sex. Hey, yeah, it's about well, protection. Well, that's just, that's just super protection, if you uh-huh. think about that it. That seems excessive. What I do Sometimes is... Sometimes I wear two condoms, you know. You <laughs> should <laughs> never wear two condoms. <laughs> I won't even begin to start why you shouldn't do that, but James, you were saying? I laminate my penis. <laughs> Okay, I, you know, it was a 50-50 shot on whether or not it was a serious thing or, like, a joke. A serious thing on a joke because I don't wear condoms. Like, that was oh, a joke. okay, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you got any updates for us, uh, Host B and Joe? I also don't wear condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Jose, what about you? And then, Corey, we're going to need your input as well. On my condom situation, I already provided it. Oh, wait. I didn't hear you. I'm he sorry. Two. I wear two. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> my right. nine-year anniversary with Tanya is coming up. Nice. So nice. I'm completely staying away from the condom question, so fuck you guys. I already know the answer. <laughs> Dude, he's leaving it to our imagination. If you want to know the answer, tweet at us or Instagram us or send us a fucking <laughs> email. I don't know. No $20 tier patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. Yeah. And, and if we'll we get enough, you. if we get enough donations, I will tell the truth. All right. Yeah. We'll make a <laughs> 10 minute long, intensely emotional video it, where it's just Jose on camera, on mic, talking about his condom situation. And it's going to be like directed <laughs> as a YouTube apology yes, video. That's exactly Ooh. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yes. You know, Sorry. I've been holding on to this for a long time, and I, I just feel like I owe it to the community to finally talk about this. Something that's been eating at me. I'm just going to hit the viewers with the Brett Kavanaugh. I like to drink beer. Okay. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Bad reference. <laughs> no, dude, give, give us that interpretive dance YouTube apology. Did you guys see that one? No. no. Oh my god, it's so fucking bonkers, dude. Yo, send that to me. I'll have to find it and I'll send it to you. It's this girl uh, just straight up not apologizing for a YouTube apology video, and then it ends with her doing an interpretive dance. Hell yeah. Wow. At least she's being unique with the (laughs) non-apologies. It is like 
jaw dropping, dude. Like, I can't believe it. But anyways, I one thing on that. I hope the thumbnail was a screen grab from her dance and not like her teary eyed looking in camera. <laughs> there was no teary eyed looking in camera at all in that Damn video. <laughs> but yeah, Jose updates. Not really. I mean, just work, work, work and more work. Other than working, I just have my anniversary coming up and that's it. Congrats. Nice, 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 nice. He's also got to prepare for a YouTube apology video eventually <laughs> when we get those, those goals. Yeah. But all right, guys, into the meat of this. It's an important roundtable, as I'm sure you all know, as uh, we are reaching the climax of the campaign. The next episode, separate from this roundtable, could very well be deciding how the dice falls. The ending of the campaign. If not, we might have a bit more of a stretch to go. Um, as you know, last last time, our heroes, excuse me, our villains were separated inside and outside of the cell, facing the actual protagonists, our collection of anti-heroes and heroes here to stop whatever it is Noctis was planning on doing. You're a real dick for that, by the way. Wait, are we the anti-heroes? Hell yeah. No, no. we're straight up we're the straight villains. We're definitely not the anti-heroes. Cedric is an anti-hero. and uh a dick. The Forge Master is an anti-hero. <laughs> Whereas the other two are just straight up protagonists. So with that, I wanted to kind of, for the few that are here, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, not just on your current situation, within the campaign, but as the campaign as a whole, since uh, we could very well be entering possibly the last episode, possibly at the very least the the climax and leading to the falling action of the story. I wanted to just, you know, how how's the ride been? How, where's your headspace at now that most of your trials are behind you? Because they both pointed at me, so I guess I'll go first. I, Thanks, is that? Yeah, I don't know, because like, like the only other real campaign that we've done with Corey was a year long, like level one to 20 campaign. And I knew we weren't going to quite get to that, but I was still like, I don't know. Part of me thought we were going to be here a little bit longer and like COVID. So we're like gone for a year. So it feels long, but it feels short. So it's, you want more uh, meat to that sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Like I, it's a good meal, but I could go for seconds. It's just so good. Totally fair. So uh, I feel like this might come up again with a few of our campaign players. And I wanted I took some time to think about this because I also agree with you that, uh, you know, it does it does seem like this campaign just kind of flew by a little bit almost, uh, you know, despite the uh, pandemic break. And to be honest, that is just oversight <laughs> on my end. It was back before we even started this, like recording this campaign. I was, you know, racking my head with uh, a bunch of stuff of like, how the fuck do I try to make an interesting campaign? One with a microphone in front of my face a bunch, and two for the something that not only grabs my players, but is also streamlined enough to not get bogged down with like four hour long exposition and nothing happening you know so in in this case this is just a case of me getting my feet wet with uh, a different form of dming and now that i have gotten there admittedly part of me agrees is uh, agrees with you like yeah i wish there was more i wish i had more for this but unfortunately you know just the way that i wrote the story at the time of creation um i didn't want to force new storylines into it and like you know, give it a, a bit of an unnatural build. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wanted everything to feel like that it was, you know, despite it being on tracks and, it, you know, it telling a story, I wanted that story to at least come out as naturally as possible. And uh, the more that I tried to, like, add to it, the more, like, stuff just kind of started to fall apart or didn't make sense. So on that, in that case, um, I wanted to keep this as pure and as good as I could have given the Occulta in their case, because in Cauda, the Occulta has always been a faction that I've always wanted to do something with and deciding to give them the spotlight for the podcast. I'm glad I got to do something with them. I just, it is something that I wish I got to do a little bit differently, but at the very least, I'm happy that I am giving them a proper story and giving them a conclusion of a, a final place in Cauda's timeline that finally, as we approach 
the ending of the Noctis Occulta campaign will finally complete my you know, world outside of the occultas, the entire world's timeline. And that's something I'm excited for. But yeah, I do, I do totally feel where everyone's coming from when, uh, when they say that this campaign or that they wish that this campaign went a little longer. Cause I kind of wish it did too. I, I will say though, Corey, like you did create a very interesting story for us. So, you know, congrats to you, man. Like, you know, round of applause for you. Cause like, it's definitely not easy to DM, but to DM also for a podcast is probably n- not the easiest thing in the world. And it's been a fun ride, man. Like this is, you know, as we complain about not having enough or not have not that we're not having it enough, but that as we want more, it's mainly because, you know, you've made it such a good story and we want to keep playing it. And uh, honestly, I'm just look whenever this story ends, I'm looking forward to the next one. And, and I'll touch on that later, but I appreciate, you know, the kind words to say that it means a lot to me, especially when it comes from you and uh, the rest of the usual suspects. Your opinions about my campaigns mean a lot to me and you guys help me grow as a DM. And that's what that's why I'm so thankful that we've had this podcast is uh, I think there is a tremendous amount of growth um, that I was able to undergo when it comes to storytelling and streamlining a process and everything, especially for a podcast format. So now that my feet is definitely, you know, wet with the uh, near conclusion of this campaign, I'm excited to, and that's something I'm, I want to talk about a bit more later uh, after we get everyone else's opinions and everything. But I am excited to hopefully continue with a new campaign um, with this podcast and, you know, utilize everything I've learned with this experience. My only complaint is we never met the Knights of Osseus. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say like like I said. Remember, we still if if the dice fall okay, correctly, right. we 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 have stuff to uh, we still have stuff to cover. I'm waiting for you to play my girlfriend, Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get Nicole's permission uh, oh, for that, and then <laughs> no, she absolutely she absolutely will say yes because the the alternative is. Her coming on the podcast, and she is absolutely not doing that. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to have to, like, do, like, what is it? Like, some method acting. Really uh, put myself into Nicole's mindset. James, you need to find every video and recording of Nicole that you have and send it to Corey so that he can take it all in. Okay, yeah, that's... <laughs> Uh, almost 200 episodes of mostly speaking sentai. Right, Corey, you have your homework. So, so basically, we're gonna do Taskmaster from the MCU. Yeah, from the MCU, just like watch, sit there and watch it all day. And then you also have uh, 26 episodes of Engage with Nicolas Cage. Listen to those, you're good. Hell yeah! There it goes, guys. Incoming, uh, Vic. Oh my God, it's Victor, right? Yeah. What the fuck? I just totally mind-blanked your character. This is where we're at after a post-pandemic break, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, does anyone else have, like, any, you know, comments or concerns uh, with the uh, the podcast, um, where we're at now? I mean, my only concern going forward is when we came back, we were like, yes, the we'll, we'll record two episodes in one sitting once a month. We'll be good. And immediately that <laughs> fell apart. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. I think so. Here's here's my whole thing. I think we need to reevaluate the scheduling because I feel like we we said like Thursday, you know, Thursdays are great, perfect, and then immediately Thursdays weren't good Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Hold on, no, Uh, no, 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 no. I've always been every day that we pick. I'm like I'm down anytime after like two thirty, which works. And then Joe it's is always, the most flexible person here. I am. I'm the most flexible. I'm always like, yes, I'm. I'm ready. I'm available. And then it's always like Jose, like, oh, they pulled me in for a double, or like Corey's, like, they flipped my whole entire fucking schedule. Yeah, it's always some. It's always some bullshit all the time. And I blame corporate America. This new place that I'm going to, at least for a while, they said um, weekends are going to be non-existent. And then if they do pull in weekends, then it's just something that I could probably, once those are scheduled, then I think we're going into like schedule renegotiations and everything. So I don't, I don't know if weekends work better for everyone, if that's something I should try to hold on to, or if 
I, I should mean, fr- try to find another day. I, this is probably something we should do off the podcast, but yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Moving on from that, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else? I love addressing this stuff. I, I have a question for James, actually. What's that? So from the very beginning, like the very first time we sat down to record mm-hmm. to today or the whatever, uh, how much have we improved being on mic? Like in your more expert ears, I guess. Uh, for the most part, uh, substantially, like you guys have for sure gotten more comfortable on mic. The biggest issue is just speaking at a consistent volume. That's one issue. And then someone who I I don't like to, I'm not being mean to this person. (laughs) Rudy making just random noises never stopped. And I was like, dude, you have to quit that. Oh, yeah. Like that. It's like oh, there, there's no reason for that. When it, when we were remote, it was fine because I could easily mute him. But it's like you pick up in everyone else's mics, man. And you guys used to like whisper towards each other on mic, and it's like no, you guys, that's picking up in microphones. Quit doing that. Yeah. So especially in character, being more comfortable, and I I think overall it's it's good. The only. It's easy to edit, and it technically makes... I look at a two-hour record, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to take for for such a long time. When you guys are dialoguing with Corey, intense conversations... Guys, listeners, I cut out... If it's a, like, two-and-a-half-minute conversation, that there's, like, another two-and-a-half minutes of just (laughs) silence of them, like, making these either dramatic pauses or them thinking what they're about to say. And I'm like, guys, this is, if this is for dramatics, no, get this out of here. What if, what if there does need to be a dramatic pause though? Oh, I put that in. Okay. Okay. Like I, I mean, there are times when there's like a seven second pause and I'm like, there's no reason for dramatics. (laughs) That's just someone being like one, Uh, two, three, four. Yeah. Well, are they going to start to, Oh, they started talking. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I think, like, the whispering comes from, like, when we would play, when Corey lived with me, we would play at my place mm-hmm. and stuff, and we're at the table, it was a lot easier to, like, lean over to, like, Jose or Rudy or whoever was there and be like, yeah. oh, by the way, like, blah, 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 blah. And, like, obviously, we can't do that when there's mics and, you know, we're, like, in the middle of your living room or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it was a habit that we really had to, like throw out so now i just make obscene hand gestures at jose all the time or joe would just write a note and like hold it up if it's not that important he'll just hold it up but if it's important he'll slip it to me like on the table like we're in class yeah Yeah. i've gotten into that habit so which is why like now that we don't have a table i feel very odd well there's no room in this uh, this room (laughs) for a table what if we got little (laughs) That dinner trays. Uh, if you supply the dinner trays, or uh, so uh, real quick, I've been going on uh, on my walks every morning. I go through alleyways looking for things people throw away. It, I hope I find some. Now's some a good time because yeah. it's it's like right like June, July, August are the months that everyone throws things out. See this huge ass TV? Yeah, yeah. Does it um, work? Yeah, it works. All Holy it needs fuck. is uh, a the, the mountain stand. Yeah. yeah. Are you gonna put it up? In here, or we're gifting this to a friend for a housewarming gift. Solid. And then this this poster, I'm gonna sell. I can get like twenty bucks for that, but I'm keeping the frame. Like this is a huge ass frame. What's it's the like poster a, of? A red, the three colors. I think is is what it's called. It's some movie, but uh, it's a huge ass poster. Colors. Yeah, it's a, it's. I don't know anything about the movie. I just saw. I was like, might be able to get some money out of this and this fucking frame. I can't believe someone threw it out. Cause that's like a movie. That's like a movie poster frame. Yeah, yeah. That'll run you like a uh, thirty bucks. Yeah, I was like the frame alone is no thirty. That's like that's forty-five, more. fifty bucks. I'm thinking uh, if I were to resell it. Yeah, even then, frames are expensive, dude. Yeah, but you you list things to sell. True. Yeah. Like no, I I, I found a Silent Hill. I list things to rob people in park. <laughs> no kidding. I found a Silent Hill PlayStation One right outside at our dumpster. I, we sold it for 180 bucks. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's sick, dude. Sold a Mystery Science Theater that I bought for like 30 bucks. Sold it for, I think, 200. Jesus. I should look into I I have a bunch of shit I could probably sell. Yeah. 
But what else about this campaign, guys? You got any questions? The music I'll eventually put on Spotify. Oh, so for real? I think this is for myself and maybe for some of the viewers. Like now that Orcus no longer exists, right? And my right. the source of my power no longer comes from him. How does that work now? Because I haven't had any sworn elite. Like, I mean, kind of. I've told them that I would. I would. I told the Void Star I'd help them succeed. But like. How does magic work for me now? Well, you've essentially assigned yourself to a pact with this, uh, with this Void Star, right? So you're essentially, uh, it's working the same way that it works with Orcus, uh, essentially. You've made a pact that you can borrow a portion of their power that is within your realm to control in order to slay your common enemies. So it's essentially the same uh, same way with Orcus. It's just instead of you getting your power from the dead and the damned, you're getting your power from a cosmic horror. Can we say something for flavor that, you know, when you do your shadow blade? Yeah. Can it look like a night sky, like full of like stars and cosmos? Yes, but like it's got a, cool. specifically like probably like around the hilt. Maybe it's got like a brightly glowing red star for the void star hell oh the void star's red yeah yeah oh that's why when they misted towards us they were red okay i get that now (laughs) colors did you know red is the three colors oh my god red is one of the three colors (laughs) Corey, can i have my tattoos back please I mean, Orcus gave you those tattoos. Your Orcus cult gave you those tattoos. I gave myself those tattoos. I don't know, man. I think, like, if maybe if the Void Star somehow became Orcus, you could have them. I hate you so much. (laughs) It was for... (sighs) All I know is... This, this battle needs to turn out well because I need to make sure the Knights of Osseus is safe and Lust is safe. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, here's the thing. Just to give you a peek, uh, not, not even necessarily behind the veil because, I mean, your character would know this. The Knights of Osseus, since, that, since they are living underground in the Cataclades, they weren't in the cell, nor were they... Mm-hmm active in the uh, siege of Ravenbridge. So they're fine. And as far as the world goes, they have no affiliation towards the Noctis Occulta. So the only person you got to worry about is lust, I guess. And I mean, we, I got to worry about what, like what will Cedric do? Because he's like, he probably knows I'm from the Knights. Does oh, he? Yeah. I mean, Cedric, Cedric's a, he's a crafty guy. He knows a lot about, all of your personal histories and everything. That's why he tried to weaponize a lot of your past against you. And not even necessarily because I say weaponize as if he was doing something evil. He was trying to appeal to your humanity. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So yeah, Cedric knows a lot. I mean, he's like one of the best, if not the best spy masters that Kata has to offer. So Cedric will do everything in his power to make sure that the occulta is expunged and that no trace of it can return. Spoiler alert, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> we'll, I mean, we'll you'll, see. Yeah, you're, you're going to get some attacks uh, of advantage from those people inside, unless we bring him inside. I mean, I'll That's bring true. him back so to it's life. It's Victor and Suzette versus Cedric and the winged knight, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the two of us are out there. This is going to be an interesting fight. Very, very interesting. It's going to go one of two ways. Like, uh, and I know that seems like a duh kind of thing, I, but I in like, D&D, there's like so many variables that can come into play, but I'm pretty sure there's just only two ways that this can either go. Either this is going to be a close fight or the campaign's going to end. Hey, fuck you, Corey. No, it's going to be a close <laughs> fight or you're going to get whomped. Yeah. yeah. There's, Corey, there's no banishment portal you can shove them through this time. Yeah, I wa- Corey, I want you to think... About every fight we've ever been in. Just so you know, they do have the cube. Yeah, we still have the cube. You have the... Yeah, I, you got the cube, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, they do. Yeah, of course, yeah. All right. No no stress, you have the cube. We'll see how you use it. <laughs> we've also... I mean, that probably means like, oh, because the like thing's coming down or whatever. I think... I mean, we got to f- open this thing up. That's That's the biggest thing. The, the obelisk? obelisk? You want to open the obelisk? Yeah. Up? 
Because what whoever's in there is probably a good level, right? No, no, no. no. She's a crazy. She's crazy. No. She's, we're gonna <laughs> leave. She's completely insane. We're gonna leave. Whatever. I thought that was our goal. So, Whoa. so background, I guess, because no one listening will know this. We in our original campaign that we played came across this object as well, along with the person who I guess technically created it, right, Corey? essentially she made it into the thing it is now yeah and so uh did we lock her in it i thought we murdered her yeah i don't know it was crazy uh, i no, her brother her brother murdered her stabbed her right yeah yeah i forgot about that but yeah it's the person who's uh aria the person assigned to this thing is crazy powerful and does not care about anything and will just she almost killed my level 20 character in a single hit Wow, it sounds like you guys are like, no, I just, she, she's she got a case of the hysteria. We got to lock her up. She's trying to destroy <laughs> the world. Okay, so maybe what? she had good reason. What are we I doing? I guess the, the, the hypocrisy there is like, that's like, yeah, I'm going to destroy the world. So. <laughs> we can't let her destroy the world. We have to destroy it ourselves. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't know. So, that that seems the, like a classic scamp thing to do, and that's what Q and I are all about. So So to let you know, Victor, because I know that this was an actual question at, at one point, you, the, the whole premise of what Noctis is trying to do with this obelisk is he's trying to harness the power that resides within it. And what resides within it is Arya of the Dying Times, the people that they're talking about, uh, or the girl that she they're talking about. The woman we are talking about. She's a child. Oh, yeah, okay. She <laughs> forever a child. Identifies as a child. I don't I don't know, Corey. What would is that I mean it comes into the classic thing of like when is a child not a child if they age differently than humans? But like I, for all intents and purposes, she's always been a child, despite her being ancient. Yeah. You know? She is terrifying. Like there's a couple characters Corey has made that like are powerful but just annoy me or like I don't worry about or like groups or or armies or whatever that I'm like yeah get, like that's interesting I really like that but I'm not like oh no but when he brings up Arya I'm always like uh you know what I'm sad I didn't get to see in this campaign Avarice just so I can see that juggle oh, juggle. again <laughs> yeah all my characters uh, all my characters have juggled at some point. Hell yeah, but no wonder she's pissed. She's forever a child, can't ride shivering timber. She's too short. I think I might be too short for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's Noctis's goal, right? He's trying to harvest the power that Arya has because Arya holds power, is the closest being to holding as much power as the Void Star, which granted is still a huge differential of power, but to, to have a percentage of the Void's power makes you nigh unstoppable. Well, shit. If, if you were a horse and you got this power, would you be nay unstoppable? <laughs> nay way, Jose. You guys made Xenobite make a horse torture machine. <laughs> I didn't. First of all, we didn't make him do anything. We <laughs> we gave him the horse, and that he need, it was supply and we demand. We simply provided all the means necessary. We provided the supply and created the demand. I'm thinking about that meme that Shane made, where <laughs> where they were like, where you guys asked, "Do you have any horse torture devices?" And it's just Shrek saying, "Good question." <laughs> uh, I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> I gotta find it, and I'll resend it. We should we should post that somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, we're nearing the end, you know, depending on how the next campaign goes, it'll either be an abrupt end or we'll have a bit of falling action that may extend it for another episode or two. Aside from that, another thing I wanted to talk about was, and this will kind of wrap around to what we were talking about earlier, the future of this podcast. I know, James, you have a derms clerman campaign in derms? the works is that correct hell yeah dude heck yeah i can't wait to be a player in that that's gonna be a lot of fun do you want to give us uh anything about it or would you rather save it all until it happens i'll i'll give a quick rundown because people are probably like what is derms clerman derms clerman <laughs> is a story that i will post on our website for people to read as like 
okay, I understand this batshit world that we're about to go into because it will be <laughs> batshit. Yes. It's just me making references to pop culture and it all lives within one world. So yeah. Derms Clerman is a monster hunter and he loves cash, being cool, and, <laughs> and that's it. Like he he and killing monsters. So it will be a very layered campaign of stupidity. Like it will have deep meaning, but also so stupid. Nicole and I have have plotted out like the main beat points because she's been helping me like punch things up to make them funnier or just be like uh, more specifics in our enemy, like the big bad and his kind of like underlings. So what you guys will be is Derms wants to keep making money by by killing these monsters, but he's like, I'm a level 12 monster hunter. I can't really be going on these level three missions, but I don't want to give up that money. Okay, I'm going to start a practice, a kind of guild like a of firm. Yeah, of monster hunters, and you guys will be in the, you guys will be the like the first class of monster hunters to come up through him. Sick. I am dude. so excited to make a character for this. You have no idea. I want to make some sort of like pinned up monster hunter lawyer of some sort just like who's that guy from hunter hunter the really nerdy like the he carries a briefcase yeah that's what i imagine some uh, something yeah something of to the effect of that but like of sort of badass race to go along with it so like a warforged lawyer or something like that that's actually pretty sick dude i i'm so excited for this you have no idea i'm gonna i like i want to learn a bit more of it, maybe off the podcast, and then I so can't wait to make... Yeah, I just can't wait to make a character for it. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's it for real. It's going to be very stupid, but the goal of it is to be funny and have fun, and then I, I also want to, like, do weird things that... It, like, sprinkle in things that I'm like, oh, there you can do this, that, and this. Where do you guys want to go? And... If, like, I'm bringing stuff up, like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's this ice cream store and then, like, the library where the, the cursed book, like, can be researched and then a, the mayor's house. I hope you guys are like, well, why is the fuck is James bringing up this ice cream shop so much? Let's go to the ice cream shop. And then it's just like, you guys get a cool thing if you go to this ice cream shop, but I won't tell you. And then, like, things like that I'll sprinkle in. We'll be going to Baldur's Gate. We'll be going to the Kanto region. All Anything. <laughs> oh, my God. If it's, maybe we'll see some xenomorphs. Wait, will there be Beyblades? Oh, I yeah, I'll add in some Beyblades, dude. I want some, like, insanely depressing Russian kid to get taken away after I beat him in a Beyblade match. To get taken away. That was the episode we watched, and I've oh, yeah, never yeah. seen the anime before. I was very confused. You want to know what? <laughs> if you want to use like uh, like a sling or something, or uh, like ninja stars, <laughs> if you want to be like that, I will let you repurpose okay. ninja stars think, as a Beyblade. I think I have an idea for a character. And uh, yeah, I think I have an idea. He's going to be like a... Like a Chad bro, like, dude, it's all about the bay. It's Hell all yeah. about the bay blades, bro. Yeah. Do you blade, bro? Do you blade? Do you, uh, do I, you and blade? I will tell you right off the bat, later level, I will gift you a bit beast. Like, that will be one of your <laughs> magical weapons. So, kind of like the, the like, in Nadpot, I don't know if it's a real thing, that, that hammer that summons three dwarf it's, kings. It's a, it, just, it's a, the hammer has a spirit guardians, essentially a spirit guardian spell attuned to the hammer. Okay, hmm. so it'll be like that, or I'll give you pretty much a druid spell that can summon a single oh, creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it would be a... Like but, a griffin, like the like the one in the yeah, yeah. like a falcon. Whatever. Oh wait, no, they can talk. We find that out in a later episode. <laughs> I was about to say like Derms might have issues with that because if a monster doesn't speak a human language, it is suspect. Mm. 
Uh, also, like, baby skulls are monster currency. We have a lot of jokes to go off from that, <laughs> Nicole fuck. and I. Oh, uh, my God. I wrote this story while working at the place three of us worked oh. at. Just, I hated the job, and I, it was just, like, stream of consciousness. And when I brought it home and I read it to Nicole, we were laughing so fucking hard. It's and a, I've, You've read it to us, and yeah. it is wild. I haven't even read all of it to you yeah, guys. Yeah, it's just, like, the first couple pages, and I was dying. Yeah. There's, I'm excited by the like. I already have like how episode one's going to end, how uh, and how we're going to kind of format this as each episode and how we're we're releasing. I might split like one recording chunk, which is what we should do into two episodes. Pretty much every episode, like in Trinivale for Nad Pod, will be that mission. Like, hey, you guys are sent on this mission, you succeed it, and after each mission, you guys just level up. So, so it's Kind of like Monster of the Day, kind Monster of the Week. Yeah. Oh, solid. That's sick. I really like that. That's fun. I'm down. I'm excited. So, yeah, we'll probably stick with that after uh, the Noctis Occulta adventure for quite some time. But uh, something I did want to pitch to you all, both here and it was meant to be in person at one point, but uh, I'm just going to do it now is eventually um, probably after quite a few episodes of Durham's Clermen, I was going to uh, suggest also another world that I was working on for this uh, podcast. It was something I kept on trying to, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's something I've been fiddling around with for like a few years and Eventually, I just started, you know, kind of grinding into it and it started to kind of turn into something that I really liked. And the whole reason why I haven't ran it with every with anyone yet was I was trying to find a way to make make it not seem like it was too much on tracks and what what have you. But eventually I became more and more comfortable with the fact that this one just kind of felt more like a story rather than say something where Kata and Exalta usually are, where it's completely sandbox, open world, just finding your own adventure kind of thing. This, uh, this thing that I'm making, uh, I've, I've been calling it Reclaim, takes place in the world of Shariah. Basically, without going on into like a whole in-depth lore world explanation, essentially we're looking at something that kind of is a love letter to like Square Enix IPs, so like Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, Kingdom Hearts, all that stuff. Because the more I the more I kept adding to it, the more I kept on going like shit, I just accidentally made this from Final <laughs> Fantasy and shit. <laughs> and the reason why I wanna I wanted the first actual run of this uh to actually be my next attempt at a podcast a podcast campaign just because um, for the hooks, the hooks of it that I, I genuinely can't explain without spoiling major things about the world. I feel like would do really well for, uh, for an audience uh, and for a, you know, a podcast experience. So I did want to float that by you guys um, in the midst of doing Derm's Clermen um, to prevent burnout for both of the podcasts because I feel like that was an issue at one point with this podcast as well was just sometimes we just got burnt out with the work that goes into this or the work that goes into the story and such. So I wanted to see what you guys' thoughts on that would be where uh, eventually and or and also how if if you do want to do that exactly what you think the best structure for it would be as well um, to essentially be featuring two different stories on the podcast. I think I think it would work. Uh, that was actually something that I was already thinking of because I was also I'm um, because I'm have crazy insomnia and like ADD and shit. Um, I was also working on a campaign, which I thought like if because I didn't realize you were full forward ahead on Derms Clerman <laughs> over there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, like I definitely think it, it's a good idea to have at least the option to have more because yeah, I didn't notice like Corey was like really especially with work and stuff running yourself out so it's never a bad idea to have more and even if we did like three episodes of derms and then three episodes of that and then back to derms you know back and forth yeah like, i don't think that's a bad idea and that way like because i feel like two or three episodes is enough to have like a small arc or like hey we're gonna leave off on something big but not big enough that it's 
it's it's not okay. Like it, it's going to be okay to leave this for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. especially with and the I way that, you were saying your campaign would work. So. Yeah, yeah. Then that especially, I think, um, it would make episodes a bit more reliable to produce as well as if we just did like three it, it, like because the whole purpose is to essentially record two to three episodes every time we sit down so that gives us a good amount of time to get through story and progress in one campaign and then we have you know yeah. uh, several weeks covered and, and then at for, that point yeah for you two it also help you like like if we do eat through a lot of whatever you've already come up with that way you have a couple weeks instead of being like oh shit i have a week or two mm. weeks now right, you have exactly. like a month to come up with something rather than be like shit i have to stay up all day on friday to come yeah. up with something for wednesday we also could always do if either of us are like okay we need a short break we have coliseums yeah we have we a lot of other do. stuff i was thinking of a, a campaign i don't want to get too into it but basically the idea would be like the your player characters would be like going through a kind of like academic type thing that's kind of like the UN for multiple countries. So they're like diplomats, peacekeepers, uh, soldiers for hire kind of thing, like from the organization. And then basically I would be using like um, the pre-written campaigns because I have so many of the fucking books. I have like, I have almost every book that's ever been published by Wizards of the Coast for fifth edition. So then it would be kind of like um, I would take a couple of those missions and trim them down a bit to be a little easier to get through in like one or two sessions. Mm -hmm. And that way your characters could just be like, hey, like, you know, you're fifth level characters. This is the kind of missions you might be able to go on. And you would go to like somebody and be like, hey, we want to go on a mission. And you would like pick one from you know, the mission board, like you would in like an RPG or something. And then you would just go out and do the mission. Hell yeah. I'm down for whatever, man. I'm just, I'm just here for the (laughs) ride. (laughs) I mean, Jose's been DMing, uh, Jose DMed a little bit for us at home. So it was cool. They had a transformer the last session. Yeah. We had a transformer boat. It was sick. (laughs) It was, you know how like court, you know how our first ever campaign, we had the live ship, the, the live wood ship. Yes. Well, basically, the the Transformer was a, a treant previously, and he pissed off uh, Bahamut, and Bahamut basically um, cursed him to forever take the sh- uh, shape of a uh, vehicle. But he, because uh, something happened, Bahamut gave him another gift. It gave him a gift to help his curse, was that he essentially can polymorph into any vehicle that he wants to so essentially it's just a tree and that transforms into different vehicles if they need a boat they transforms into a boat if they need a carriage it transforms into a carriage yeah it's pretty sick that's sick man i want to be a part of one of your adventures sometime well i'll have to get something ready it, it's it's a lot to dm i it's it's hard yeah I feel you, man. St- Corey, like thank you and also like you're awesome yeah Cheer- Oh, thanks, yeah. guys. <laughs> like, I've I've watched you do this, and it looks very effortless. And uh, you, yeah, you make it look easy, and it's it, I know it's very hard. So, thanks, guys. Oh, you got me cheesing over here. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, that, that took away some of my insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only times it hasn't seemed seamless is when we do something that womps you, and you're like, "Well, I gotta find something in the monster manual." Hold on, guys. But, I mean, uh, Corey also is like rolled with all of that very well because mm-hmm. we've done some, not Free. just in this, but like in every campaign ever, we've done some crazy, stupid shit. And Corey's always like, "All right, I'm gonna need about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, you guys go." Grab some food and uh, then we'll get right back to it. So the Nearums four, yeah. Oh God, I <laughs> still can't believe that. Yes, we're all Nearums children. We're all your children, <laughs> really. Even her, yes. Yes, are we all your sons? <laughs> even her, yes. She's also so your, your son. son. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking dumb. I, I can't believe I let that happen. <laughs> there is no lying. So Chip. sucks to suck. All right. Well, perfect. Uh. I mean, I've, I've run through all of my talking points. Does anyone else have anything they want to hit? Um, Not me. I guess, I mean, I, Jose and I have been here from the beginning, but uh, James, you stepped in pretty early. 
So I guess like, how do you feel about, I guess, just the overall progression of like the story, your character, or just like, how did things go? Did you expect it to kind of end like this or end up here? Like what, what did you envision and how is it different? I guess, yeah, like most D and D or fantasy stuff, it ends with a almost world ending cataclysmic event. I, I truly, I think besides the addition of Q, like Victor is just the same person. He hasn't <laughs> gone through much growth, but I, that's to be assumed as someone I'm just playing myself pretty much an exaggerated version. I was going to also say you're also henchmen. You're not yeah. really a, supposed to be allowed to grow as people. I think you're my like, character has grown. I, I think pants has grew a lot too. pants. Pants had a lot of growth for a very short campaign. Pants had a lot going on. Yeah. Had the most character development. I think we've ever had was pants pants. Solid. I also love that every Warforged character I make has a really dumb, simplistic name. <laughs> Pants. And then what was my other one? Uh, Soot. Soot. Yeah. Purely because he d- does a lot of fire magic, so he's just like kind of covered in soot. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. This was a good roundtable, everyone. Um, guys, we will see you next time on what may be the last, or maybe not the last... Uh, Noctis Occulta uh, episode. If I had to guess, I would say at the very least, we're probably going to get two parts, whether or not the outcome happens the way it does uh, next time, just for the sake of this battle will probably uh, be an intense one. I'm I'm um, waiting for us to womp Corey one last time. <laughs> I, I will say this. If you guys like floor these opponents effortlessly, uh, I won't know what to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Corey, two words. Terrask. That's it. <laughs> then a fucking Terrask <laughs> comes out. Oh, God. And it's a little girl. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little girl Terrask. Well, I'm saying uh, like uh, that one girl, in, she comes out of the obelisk and she's riding one. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's riding one. It'd be like real, like really like Bioshock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, technically, if she were to hold on to a Terrask for too long, the Terrask would just slowly start decaying away. Yeah, then it's Fuck. A- then it's like uh, that Greymon that's all just bones and shit. That's terrifying. from digimon you've scratched something in my brain because i can kind of picture what you're talking about it's a cool graymon i think it's a a, not a a, like it's a metal graymon that i believe is the virus version possibly Mm. that's weird digim sorry anyways I guess what we got to plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot yeah. all the plugs right now. Uh, you can hit us on uh, Instagram. That's hit it underscore and underscore credit. That's H-I-T-I-T underscore A-N-D underscore C-R-I-T-I-T. And then Twitter at hit it and credit. No ampersands or spaces. Um, and Nomads 101 TV. Eventually I'll get back to streaming, especially since I'm probably going to have a more regular schedule. Hey guys, and go over to MLMPod.com for information about my other podcasts, like Mostly Speaking Sentai. All the people here have been guests on it, so those are great ones to start with. Ah! Also, Shuffling the Deck, that's a really good one, and Sweet Child of Time, where my friend Steve Barnes and I, we went through the Wheel of Time show on Amazon. It was a great time. We just did the unaired or i guess unsold pilot that billy zane produced for wheel of time get the fuck out man it's a fucking trip everyone it's trash but it's good (laughs) trash guys and then listen to my music under marsh land (sighs) monster i was leaving spaces for someone to do it and then just Drop the gun. I, w- I was afraid because of the I, I'm not there. I thought it would be out of sync. I, I would put know. it in I sync. Panicked. Hold up. All right, do it from here. Then Why James, don't you just ready? Put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably Wait. just gonna edit it all out, baby. <laughs> so uh, I have new songs up. I'm trying to get like a single up a month ish with my now I guess friend Howard Kramer you might know him from scare tactics from the early seasons he scared people on that show so check that out and 
Patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive podcasts like the one Corey and I do called This Existed. We just did the Terrifier for Corey's birthday. It was a good movie. I love that movie. I love that movie. See, I'm glad other people like it. Yeah. And if you're a $10 patron, you get all those podcasts as well as exclusive streams, watch alongs. And we started doing this awesome thing called Straight to Patreon where Nicole and I invite friends over. We treat them to a dinner and a movie. And that movie is a straight to video release. We did Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. Oh, baby, I love that movie. I think it's a perfect B movie. And then... The next one we're doing is the Banana Splits horror movie from like 2019. We're excited about that. And you get shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, he's a rapper, Defo, D-F-O, Kayla, aka Two Grapes, Jordan B, The Chaos Witch, Nicole's brother, Joshua, if also watch Troll 2, that's why I always say his name that way, Steve <laughs> Barnes from The Thing, Sweet Child of Time, he also goes by Intro Void, check his music out, we just released a song that I mixed for him, so check that out, When Lord When... And finally, the womb in which I was spurted out of my mom. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you, mom. Laugh in the mic, you freak. <laughs> I can't. Oh, God. I have no idea what is happening. This is like when I was on um, the Beyblade podcast. And I hadn't been on a podcast with you in a while. Yeah. And you opened up with this crazy rant. And I was like, oh, I forgot what this is like. Like, just to be in your presence while you're going like that? Yeah, Melzer Melzer has been doing that as well of like, oh, fuck, I'm entranced by James. He sucked me in. I forgot how to do this show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We will see you next time, and we will see you in the future as well. I love you. Love this podcast. I'm glad that we are... For most of the way back, <laughs> we're, we're so Almost. close. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you. And with that being said, bye. Why? It was my line, you asshole. Yeah, you didn't do it. it. I was leading up to it. Okay, it's a thing called dramatic suspense. You absolutely Look, were not. We, see you guys. He just talked about dramatic pauses. You didn't. It's just because I'm not there. Get a webcam. We would have known. How you do you not have a webcam? Up. First of all, I hate my face, so I will never. (laughs) Oh, my God. See you guys. Bye. 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 This has been a Marshland Media production produced by Corey King and James McCullum. Music by Marshland Monster. For more content, please visit MLMPod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.